Welcome, Dragons, once again to the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. Kenny Rotter here with another episode for you. This conversation is with Matt Sherman, his startup Fusion, and their software, Schmooze. That is Schmooze without an E at the end. Really great conversation with Matt. Really like talking to him. As usual, his contact information and any resources we mention on the podcast can be found on the show notes page, as well as the usual request. Please go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, download, and uh, leave us a note or two. Comment on how we're doing. I would love to hear from you. Until then, enjoy the conversation. Work out, nerd out. In the basement, rolling dice. Rolling dice. I'm a wizard. wizard. When we play, we do it right. Candles flicker, fighting dragons in my mind. In my mind. Just for kicks. DM says you're gonna die. Roll a D6. Roll a D6. Roll a D6. Hello, dragons. My name is Kenny Rotter. Welcome to episode four of the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. Mixing nerd and fitness culture to break down barriers. Today, I am very excited to be joined by Matt Sherman with Schmooze. What's up, man? How's it going? It's going really well. How are you doing, Matt? Doing great. Really excited to be on this podcast. It's the first one in a very, very long time that I've been on, so I'm honored to get on it. Excellent. Well, thank you. We're glad to have you. Just to begin, why don't you tell everyone out there listening who you are and tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So my name's Matt, Matt Sherman, Matt with one T. I'm a life hacker. I look for kind of loopholes that I see in life uh, that I can kind of, kind of, I don't know, cut ends and whatnot. I'm a musician. I like to play guitar and whatnot. But I would say one of the biggest things I am is a starter. I like, I like, to, I like to start things. I uh, Three years ago, I started at Arizona State University. I'm about to finish that in a few months. I started many different projects, whether it's uh, through Hillel, which I've been very involved with in college, all the way up to my startup that I'm working on right now. I, I do have a startup, but I'm sure we'll get a little more into that later in the podcast. But yeah, I mean, I'm just the guy that likes to hack life and uh, stand out a little bit and, and uh, make some noise. Excellent. That's awesome. And I know uh, life hacking is becoming a huge thing, and it's obviously very useful, mostly because it just increases efficiency, and that's one thing that I really enjoy. Right. We are looking forward to hearing about Schmooze and your startup, but first, just so we can get to know you a little bit better, tell us about one or two of your personal heroes. Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of, more more recently actually, Gary Vaynerchuk, he also goes by Gary V, has been one of my heroes, definitely a mentor, source of inspiration, all of the above. Gary is someone who I discovered almost, I would say, about a year ago. And, and when my good friend Sam Henderson said, hey, man, you got to check out this book, Jab, 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 Right Hook. And ever since that point, I've been addicted to this guy. He puts out so much content. I just saw him speak for the first time a few days ago, and he answered one of my questions. And like it was a Q&A thing, and it was just – it was fantastic. Gary uh, – what Gary does is he's – he builds businesses. He's uh, he invests in companies. He's a mentor to to many, and he influences many. So that's a little bit of Gary Vaynerchuk. I love his hustle. I love his drive. I, I love his mannerisms. Then lastly, I'll be honest. I don't know much about him, which is kind of ironic that he's one of my one of my heroes. But I've heard a few stories, and I'm looking to read his book. But Elon Musk. 
Uh, the reason I say Elon Musk is because this person, from what I hear and from what I research, is the perfect definition of entrepreneur. After he got uh, all his money from PayPal, instead of calling it quits and just kind of traveling the world making videos about it, he reinvested almost all of it into his current projects then were startups all of it he didn't care about the money he just cares about creating something cool and really impacting the world so i i still need to read uh the book about elon musk titled elon musk but i would say elon just because he from everything i've heard and researched about him he's just a true entrepreneur He's incredibly impressive, number one, with where he's taking the auto industry with Tesla, mm -hmm. but the fact that he's – I don't want to say he's coming from an altruistic point because I do know that there's a there's a bottom line to it all. But the fact that he's releasing all the Tesla patents so that electric cars can actually become the norm instead of the exception right? I think is very cool. And he actually had a really good quote about it, which was, if we're all in a boat and it's taking on water and I've got a design for a really great bucket, why would I not give it to everybody else? Because we're all sinking. Yeah, that's that, that right there reiterates why I love that, man. Uh, I mean, I, I did read a maybe I, I read the first the first chapter of a preview on my, on, my, on a Kindle of his, of his book. And when I say his book, I mean the book about him. And, and an aspect in there is there's the thing about Elon is that, yes, like it's like there's an aspect of the bottom line, but he's literally trying to change the world. He wants to create a civilization on Mars. Like, how cool is that? And he might even do it. He, I don't know, he, he's, he aspires to be so much and he's actually doing it. Like he, he launched a rocket from in the space and came back. Like yeah. that's impressive. So that's, he just, he, he talks big game, but he, but then he follows up with it with yeah. action, you know, which is cool. No, absolutely. He's, he's definitely something that most people could maybe even should, uh, model themselves right. after because he, he does it. He walks the walk and talks the talk. Yeah, absolutely. To get into, although we have spent a little bit of time nerding out over Elon Musk, <laughs> uh, <laughs> getting into more of your nerd passions, what are your favorite areas of nerdiness? All right, this is where my friends judge me if they even know that I do this, but I am a huge fan of online TV and radio, meaning uh, I have internet friends, so I'll, I'll dive a little more. <laughs> I'll dive a little more into it. There's this uh, net, uh, the social media network, live streaming network, whatever you call it, called Blab. And I call it Television 2.0 because that's what it is. You go to blab.im, that's B-L-A-B dot I-M, and you, the moment you go on, you see all these different shows that are going on. Some are just people hanging out. Some are people doing shows. Some is uh, Ariel Zuckerberg talking about uh, talking about investing. That's Mark Zuckerberg's sister. So there's a lot of big names that have been on there. Even Tony Robbins has been on Blab. So I like going on Blab. And yeah, Blab is getting out there. But Blab is kind of my place to go on, consume some cool content from people that I actually know, and and can engage. It's very engaging. So so then like that's when people say I have internet friends, and I do. I actually do have friends on Blab. Then we have internet radio another social media platform or social audio streaming it's called anchor anchor is pretty new but think of twitter but for audio so the use cases for it are, are short audio clips or short podcasts or short interviews or whatever you really want it's so much in its infancy that you can do anything it's not even a month old so if you're listening oh, wow. to this 
yeah, it's not even a month old, but it's getting some serious traction. Like like Gary like Gary Vaynerchuk, who I already mentioned, uh, it's on his radar. He mentioned it in his keynote. Like so, it's very young. So if you're watching and you'd like to be an early adopter of things, like now is your chance to get on Anchor. So those are the two things that I that I think make me pretty nerdy because it means I have internet friends and my <laughs> and my my real life friends think that's weird. <laughs> well, things are drifting more and more towards an online format. So having friends on the internet is no longer uh should no longer be viewed as taboo yeah (laughs) tell Um, my friends that (laughs) i actually just had two friends that got married they met on craigslist so it wasn't it wasn't even a a dating site right craigslist that's awesome Um, so yeah so tell your real life friends to uh maybe get online for a few minutes each day yeah (laughs) all right now what is your favorite nerd pop culture fandom or genre so I'll be honest. Uh, so I would say I'm gonna deep reach down, reach deep down, uh, and kind of uh, go into my childhood a little bit. I mean, when I was a kid, uh, I consumed two types of two television channels, and that's about it. Maybe three actually, but the top two were Nickelodeon and Disney. But when I thought of this, uh, when you asked this question, I automatically thought of Jimmy Neutron. Double Dare 2000, Fairly Odd Parents. I grew up on these cartoons every morning, every night. My mom yelled at me to get off uh, the TV <laughs> uh, as I was watching these, and it's like, looking back on it, it's the—it's literally that show gave me no educational value. But at that time, it was so—it was so—it didn't matter. I was seven, and it was awesome, and it entertained me. So, definitely, uh, er, the early years—at least my early years—of Nickelodeon, absolutely. No, I absolutely know the feeling. I could tell you that m- some of my favorite Nickelodeon shows were Rocco's Modern Life and Ren and Stimpy, which <laughs> were if if you go back and watch them now, they're two of the most disturbing, twisted cartoons. And I was like, how was I allowed to watch these things as a right. child? It's ridiculous. <laughs> I was like, what were my parents doing? Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, funny. So, what is one thing that you're into? that others might find surprising. So something that I, I, I'm definitely into, I struggle to do it successfully. I, I don't think a lot of people do do it successfully, but it's, it's something called lifestyle design. And this is like, I, I would, I don't know if this is a part of life hacking or life hacking is a part of this, but uh, I got the word lifestyle design from Tim Ferriss. Uh, I would say, I would include him up with, actually, I, I should have actually, I, I'll include him up where, up, I would include him with Gary and Elon in one of my sources of inspiration uh, for the only reason of his book, The 4-Hour Body. I The 4-Hour Body is a book on just how to like how to hack life, how to how to eat really healthy, how to lose a lot of weight, how to have better sex, how to how to run faster, how to lift more. And it sounds too good to be true, but I don't know. He I read it and I started doing some of it and it really has changed a lot. So he uh, so anyways, lifestyle design, the way I define it. And it's not how I don't believe anyone else defines it like this, but it's living each day with intention. So people most people don't know you. The question was, what is something I'm into that others may find surprising? Most people don't know. I wake up at 5 a.m. every day and go to bed at 9 p.m. every day, even on the weekends. Uh, that's one form of lifestyle design. Another thing is, uh, as of the, I'll be honest, this, I only started doing this yesterday, but it's a, it's kind of it's a very good hack and a very good design. I'm cooking breakfast uh, the night before. Uh, I'm cooking breakfast the night before I go to bed. So, but the reason being is because I need to take the light rail to to my office to my co-working space every morning and. 
I want to I usually leave for my office around 6:30 a.m., which is before I'm hungry. So I, I just I cook in the morning and take my breakfast to work anyways. So why not just do that the night before while I'm getting ready for bed? So that's a little bit of a hacking thing. Uh, so that saves probably 30 minutes every morning. So yeah, oh, wow. I cook. Yeah. So when I think of lifestyle design, I just think of how could I design my life to to live with full intentionality and get the most out of the 24 hours. I have a quick question for yeah. you. With that extra half hour you have every morning, what are you using that half hour for? Right. So, I mean, it all dep- it depends on the day. I it, Whatever. I actually can't give you an You know, I can give you an answer today. So let's say with an extra half hour today, let me look at my schedule. I, I also schedule my days the night, the night before every single day. Um, I would probably use that time to spend 30 minutes more on my job endless because I only have a three and a half hour schedule to do that today where I should be doing four hours because I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to be doing uh, 20 hours a week. So that's what I would do with that. So, but what, what do I do with that is I just, I do something like I don't, I don't spend that time. On, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't spend that time on Facebook. I don't spend that time. I don't waste that time. So whatever it is, I, I get to, I get that 30 minutes and I do something with it, uh, something productive. So even if it's not spending time on endless, even if it's, even if it's reading a book, even if it's walking somewhere, it, it's, I'm 30 minutes ahead of schedule, so that's why, and that's you're, always a good thing. You're living that 30 minutes. You're not just Facebooking that 30 minutes. Exactly, and that, that's the thing. One of the reasons, uh, and we'll get into it, but one of the reasons I created Schmooze, and just for context, Schmooze is not my startup. Schmooze is a product of my startup. My startup is called Fusion, which stands for Future Generation, so, so I'm going to refer to Fusion as my startup. The reason I started Fusion is... Uh, because I think people spend too much time on Facebook, and it's kind of contradictory, but I think people spend too much time interacting with digital communities. Granted, I spend time on Blab and Anchor, but not too much time. So we aim to connect the world in person. That's it. That's our mission. That's our goal. So uh, I think with lifestyle design, it also makes sure I don't. I, I mean, I'm, li- I'm living. I'm living our mission too. I'm not spending all the time online. I'm. I'm Scheduling times to be on Facebook, scheduling times so I can I can do whatever. So then when I'm on, I'm on. No, absolutely. Uh, I have two things. One is I know I the past couple of weeks I've actually been trying to do a little bit of lifestyle design myself, uh, in the sense that I say no screens after 7 p.m. Yep. Unless I am doing work for Dumbbells and Dragons, uh, or for my or for a 40 hour a week job. Yeah, I mean that's that's great. It's something that I wish I could do. <laughs> I don't have the willpower to do it. Uh, I don't even. I don't know. I, it's something I should. You know what? Maybe from this from this that's something I'll, I'll put into place because I usually I'm just on my computer until I go to bed, um, which is not a good thing at all. So yeah, no. that is definitely that is definitely a form of lifestyle design. That is a that, that is lifestyle design. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you and I have a very similar schedule because I get up. At, I go to bed at 8 p.m. every night, and I wake up at 4 a.m. every day, and I do try to keep that schedule on the weekends as well. Mm-hmm. So definitely that one hour, the 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. where there's no screens, it's great because I get to spend time focused on my dogs or talking about my day with my wife. Right. And it's just a really great way, like you were talking with Fusion – getting people disconnected and connecting in real life. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, go, go for ahead. it. 
Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's definitely something near and dear to my heart. Uh, you, people, sometimes people ask, like, hey, why did you start Fusion? Why do you keep going? Like, it's been seven months. You're, you haven't made a dollar yet. Like, why, why are you doing what you're doing? And, and I, the, my answer is every, every single time I say, if I go on the freeway right now, anytime, any place in the world, in, in America, not in the world, in America, I, chances are on a 10-minute drive, I will see multiple people texting and driving. That's oh, why. Yeah. That is why I'm doing this. It's it, it, it's a very, I mean, I'll honestly like it sounds it sounds a little ridiculous, but like indirectly, I want to end texting and driving just because people don't feel the need to do it anymore. And like the way we plan to do that is just connect people in person. And they realize the value is there, not on your phone. But when people ask me why, I just say, look around you. Like if you look around right now, like right now, we are not even in person doing this. You know, like right now, this is it's a it's a podcast form, and it's it, imagine if there was a technology that whatever it is that enabled us to be in person doing this. You know, it's it's that's not possible due to different locations. But it's uh, is it impossible? Like I don't know. I think we're I think we're exploring the wrong the wrong technologies, in my opinion. I kind of I can kind of agree with you on that one. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, sorry, go for it. I mean, and technically we do have ability to do this in person. It just requires either a six hour car ride or a one and a half hour flight. Right. Uh, which would, honestly, it just takes a lot more time or money. Mm-hmm. So we do have the capabilities. It's just a matter of the inefficiency of it all. So we just need to figure out exactly. a life hack to essentially increase that efficiency. I mean, if there was a high-speed rail that could get me to Phoenix in a half hour, then yeah, absolutely, we could have done this in person. Right. I mean, it, it's similar to. I'll, I'm gonna refer back to Elon Musk's book ri- written about him. He, there's a. I'm gonna mess up this quote, but he, the woman who wrote the book, uh, said something like Elon said that uh, you know, while Mark Zuckerberg's trying to get people to click on more likes, I'm trying to put a man on Mars. Like, I mean, like, I, I, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I think I, as I grow in my career and as, as Fusion and Schmooze and Future Softwares grow, I will be known as a, as a critic to Mark Zuckerberg because I'm on the, I'm on the same boat as, uh, as, as Elon. I mean, Mark is like a big part of what drives me is that Mark is trying to connect the, whenever I refer to Mark, it's Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, Mark is trying to connect the world digitally. That is not a good thing. <laughs> like, like it's good to a point, but if that if that if his mission is to connect the world digitally, what about in person? I don't want to end up in a pod with Oculus 3.0 interacting with the world digitally. You know, I, I want, I like the. I mean, I, I just wrote a blog post about this, but I like the nonverbals, the verbal inflections, the eye contact, the the foot tapping. Like, I like that, and like, and you can't see that on a digital platform. So, oh, absolutely, uh, it's it's. It's very. It seems very much like we're heading towards. If you've ever read the book Ready Player One, mm. um, which if you haven't, it essentially takes place in a video game world in VR. That was yeah. the entire world has essentially fallen into a giant ghetto. Oh gosh. Um, really great book. Uh, yeah. Really fun. But okay, so getting back to our questions. So this is actually could be quite useful for you if you could be any superhero or if you could have any superpower what would you want so i actually i had my answer prepared like 100 percent 
but I'm just going to switch it on the spot, like just automatically. Sure. <laughs> uh, just just the, the moment you asked me that question, I was just like, wait a second. I, I, I thought, I think I, I think I have a better answer. I, I think it's to my superpower would be to give the, when anyone asks me a question, this is just roll with me for a second. When anyone asks me a question or I'm given a situation, act in that first two seconds like I've given it a day of thought. Does oh, that make wow. sense? Like that literally that just came to me like in a second. But but in you know like this impulse of decisions, and then you have to take take a second to think about it. What if you could take that day of of thinking about something and cram that into two seconds and make its logical decision on the spot? Okay, I I do like that in theory. However, I think at least for me. There have been times where I just overthink things way too much. Right. For example, even getting this podcast started, I had planned to launch Dumbbells and Dragons, the podcast, in September of 2014. It is now March of 2016. Mm -hmm. And it was just, I was constantly overthinking it, constantly wanting everything to be absolutely perfect. Right. So I do like that in theory. Yeah, I mean it's I don't know because I, I it's kind of now I need it now I need a day to think about it. <laughs> but right. it's like uh, no, I mean I don't know. It's just it's it's it all falls into the lifestyle design and life hacking. Like if I can if I can make a like and even if you overthink that overthinking what all happen in that day two days. But if you could that all goes through your brain in, in two, two seconds, seconds or three seconds, I think it might be something interesting to explore. That's actually a good point. I like that. I like that. All right. We are going to switch gears just a little bit into yeah, more of our fitness areas. So cool. What is your current fitness level? So uh, I'm eating decently healthy. I'm actually eating very healthy. Um, I'm doing the slow carb diet, uh, okay. which is something which is something I found in uh, the Four Hour Body, which is written by Tim Ferriss. And I'm trying desperately to get into running. <laughs> I, when it comes to fitness, I definitely, uh, I'm definitely not in incredible shape. I'm in better shape than I was two months ago, uh, just because of the four, uh, the, the slow carb. But I'm, I'm really, really aiming to start getting some more physical activity in. Uh, I mean, I, I am getting used to standing eight hours a day, working at my standing desk in my office, which is not really physical activity, but it, I don't know. I feel good when I stand all day. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, my fitness level is not incredible, and hoping to to raise the the bar in the in the future. No, absolutely. And you said, oh, what is your current area of strength? You said you're standing, and then you're getting into a little bit more running. Yeah, so I would say I'm the only one in the office that stands, uh, and I'm I'm a, I'm a bigger dude. Like I'm not, yeah, I'm, de- I'm definitely bigger. So uh, it's de- I wouldn't, I'm not your usual suspect for at a standing desk. But yeah, I think I'm the only one in the whole co-working space that uh, that's standing all day. So yeah, I mean, I would say my it's, it's it doesn't sound like a great area of strength, but I don't really lift weights yet, so I don't I don't know. I mean, if uh, if you're talking about physical physical wise, yeah, I think it's standing, and I. And I'm trying to get into running. It's just it's hard when you wake up five in the morning to give you the motivation to run. Like it's hard enough to wake up now. Like okay, Matt, go on a run for thirty minutes. <laughs> so I'm just yeah. I'm trying to figure it out. No, I I absolutely can relate to that. Uh, when I first started working out, I worked out in the evenings with a buddy of mine, and then mm-hmm. out of necessity, 
I had to switch into the mornings. And so it wasn't so much motivation to work out at 4 a.m. It was necessity. I had to work out at right. 4 a.m. Yeah. Uh, mostly just because, I mean, I guess this would qualify, but it was kind of a life hack. When I tried to go to a certain gym, you know, after work at 5.30, 6 o'clock at night, an hour and a half workout would take me two, two and a half hours just because the gym was so crowded. So in order to incre increase that efficiency, I had to start working out. I would wake up at 4, get to the gym 4.30 or 5, and then an hour and a half workout would take me an hour and a half. Yeah, I mean, it definitely so, – yeah. I, mean, I mean, you definitely do – uh, yeah, I mean, it sounds like you're also 100% the life hacking and lifestyle design. <laughs> I, 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 that's definitely a form of that 100%. Absolutely. Okay. So in terms of your fitness, where would you like to improve? Yeah. So a few different areas. One, uh, I'm on a good eating, eating track now, but I haven't consistently been eating healthy. I, I kind of go into phases that last about a month. So, so one place I'd like to improve is consistently eating healthy. Maybe not that. Maybe that's not slow carb either. Slow, like the slow carb is hard, uh, and doing that for your life is is hard. So maybe finding a happy medium. So eating more consistently, uh, healthier meals, and then uh, consistency in working out. I uh, it's something I've struggled with. Um, yeah, I've struggled with a lot. I, I've never. I, I would say freshman year, I was probably. I mean, I was I was in pretty good shape, and then uh, college happened. And, uh, um, uh, I, yeah, college happened and now I'm a little bigger. So trying to shave some weight, weight off. I have lost 20 pounds in the last few months. Nice. Uh, congrats. From, yeah. Thank you from, from the slow carb. So I'm on the right track. I just need to, I just got to figure out something that's going to work long term, not just for the short term. Yeah, for sure. What now, what is included in the slow carb? So the question should be what's not included, which is everything. <laughs> no, oh. so pretty, pretty much the only things. I'm able to eat are protein, and that includes eggs. So protein, eggs, veggies, and legumes, which is a bean, which is different types of beans. So for six days a week, that's all I can have, uh, which means Chipotle is a great place to go every day of my life. Uh, that's I'm not even kidding. Like Chipotle <laughs> is perfect, and there's a there's a page number in the book that says go to Chipotle. Like like this is how to how to work the system at Chipotle. So. Yeah, that's pretty much the limitations. I want to be able to eat on it. Sounds pretty ridiculous, and it is. But if you if you commit to it, it's it's not even that hard. Uh, I would say the hardest part is just sticking to it after a month. I usually the month point is usually when I'm like, eh, okay, I'm on it. Now I'll take a small break, and then like everything gets ruined. So yeah. that that's the hard part, sticking Whoa. on it. Yeah, I'm not for just like the first week or two weeks, but like once you're in the schedule, staying in the schedule. Yeah, absolutely. And Chipotle can be healthy. I mean, if you get uh, a bowl instead of a tortilla. Yep. Mm -hmm. If you don't get the rice, you get the veggies. Huh? Um, and you stay away from the sour cream yeah. and the cheese. Like you're saying exactly what I get right yeah. now. Like that's like, it's. I, I get a, a I get double beans, I get chicken, and I get veggies, and I get hot sauce, and that's it every oh. single day, every yeah. day. Because I will say some of that stuff is probably cooked in not the greatest oil. Right. I would say it's. Well, I don't want to say it's healthy for you. I will say it's less bad for you. I and mean, it's definitely like I know that it's in a perfect world. I won't be like I'm not going to Chipotle every day, <laughs> uh, but it's it's just kind of my lifestyle, and and I I can't cook during the day because I'm downtown, yeah. and it's I'm just kind of working with what I what I've been what I have, and it's uh it's been working out. Like I 
I've been feeling great. I've been eating healthy. I've been losing weight. I've been, it's been keeping me full, which is super clutch. So yeah, I mean, Chipotle, there are probably better places to eat, but I mean, Tim Ferriss says eat Chipotle. So I'm going to eat some Chipotle. There you go. Um, can I offer a piece of advice that just helped me with my, with my diet? I would crock pot a meal Sunday night, but it would, this was when I was living alone. And so it was just me and it would last me until probably Thursday, one or two meals a day. So what I would do is barbecue chicken. I would put four chicken breasts in there, put in a uh, jar of no sugar added barbecue sauce, pull apart the chicken when it's done, and then throw it on a bed of lettuce every day for lunch. And yeah, that, that sounds not great, but it's super healthy for you. Uh, as well as that meal prep. So you're not eating Chipotle every day. So you do have time to actually control what it is you're eating every day for lunch. So if you have a crock pot, they're amazing and they're perfect for cooking a week's worth of meals in one day. That's a, that's a really great idea. I've been actually looking to getting one now because yeah. <laughs> it'll yeah. save me a lot of money. Yeah, and if you if if you can get into a Costco, I know they have some good ones for like twenty or thirty bucks. Cool. Yeah. I might right. check on the magical surface of Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Make it happen. All right. When in your life you talked a little bit about, you know, sometimes your diet doesn't go the way you want. But mm-hmm. when in your life did you experience failure or you just wanted to give everything up? Yeah, so this goes into something completely different, but it is one of the, the probably one of the biz, one of the times I wanted to give up the most was after I I, I was sick for for about three weeks, and uh, after uh, and at this time I was getting really into the lab. I was actually one of the one of the biggest influencers on the lab. I, it was a pr- pretty small network, but I was one of the top ones, and I was doing some work with lab, and I was like so. So Lab was working out a lot, and at the time, my startup wasn't working out at all. I mean, we didn't have a developer. We were stuck. We were stagnated. It just wasn't working out, but everything was fine. Um, then I got sick for three weeks, and I, and I wasn't really able to work uh, for for a while. And then after I, I got better, I almost gave up. Like, I almost said, you know what? I think I have more going for me at Lab in that community than I do with my startup. And And... and like my my co-founder, because I was sick for so long, she almost quit on me. Like it was really hard, and like I I I I was thinking about quitting. Like I, to thinking about it now, I I think that's uh, repulsive that I would think that. But I I was the closest time I've ever quit was was the beginning of November, and I it's, I almost gave up my startup and the chance to change the world. It sounds corny, but it's true uh, for a social network. Uh, so that was a pretty dark few days that I was debating quitting, uh, thinking of what would have happened if I would have quit. I, I never would have forgiven myself or I might have, and I would just learn from that mistake, but that's a big mistake to make. No, absolutely. And you kind of hinted on this, but what did that, what did almost giving up, uh, almost giving up your startup teach you? And how did you go from that point where you were going to give it up to where you are now? It looks like you're full steam ahead. Uh, take when you want to give up, uh, tell yourself that don't like, like try not to think about it. Although you will, but 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 dedicate the next week, literally a week from right now, uh, to not thinking about it. Then in one week, 
come back to it. In one week, if you still want to give up, then then go from there. But right, if you're th- if you've been going, like if I like I was going for my startup for so long, I'm not so long. But what am I saying? It was like four months at the time, but four months into it, and then one little bad thing happened. And if I wouldn't have talked to my dad about it, I probably would have given up. But he said he literally told me like like son, wait till Monday. Then let's talk about it. And I waited till Monday, and I said, yeah. I was an idiot. I'm still doing the startup. So my thing that I learned and my advice on that is just wait a week and then see if you still want to give up. That's good advice. I hope everyone else uh, out there takes that to heart. You know, it's kind of like what we were saying where you need to think on things. You wish you had that 24-hour reflection period in that two seconds. Right, right. Yeah. right. What is your favorite cheat meal? Um, uh, God. <laughs> Chick-fil-A, I don't know. It's just so good. It's it's so good. <laughs> like it's so good. There's nothing. This the spicy chicken sandwich and fries and an Oreo shake. Like when I, it sounds horrible for you and it obviously is. But like like Tim, like I, I eat really healthy for six days and so I just do whatever you want in the last day. So I, every so often I I get some Chick-fil-A. That's awesome. All right, now. Do you have a favorite <laughs> mantra or motto? Yeah, so uh, I do. It, it, this kind of sums up. And for those listening with, with children or whatnot, tell them to cover their ears for a second. But this <laughs> kind of sums up everything that I, I try to stand for in four words. And it, it, it's don't be a bitch. Uh, and that, that's kind of that's kind of my mantra or my motto. Uh, the like I'll break it down for a second. I think. The reason people they like complain, uh, like if someone complains about something, uh, there's probably a, a like they're complaining about something they they have control over, they don't have control over. If they have control over it, then do something about it. And if they don't, then don't complain about it. Just don't be a bitch. Hey, you have a startup and you can't find funding. Well, how about you? Uh, how about you build a product that people actually want to buy and don't complain about not uh, raising funding. Don't be a bitch. Like it's just I I, I think. It's kind of comical, but when it comes down to, I think my, uh, I'm pretty critical of my generation, the millennials, because I think, uh, I think there's a lot of wussies out there and, and some people have told me, man, you're so lucky for, for what you're doing. I'm like, none of this shit's luck. Uh, none of it. Like, like maybe, maybe there might be some luck sprinkled on top, but it's, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, it's- I think luck is, uh, someone told me sometime, multiple people have told me that luck doesn't exist. It's just when preparation meets opportunity. So. Oh, no, absolutely. And it's, it's, it's like you were saying, if you meet an obstacle, then either find a workaround to get past that obstacle. You know, okay, somebody can't get funding for their startup. Look somewhere else. Right. Okay, you can't get funding for a startup. Put in your own, you know, there's always a way. Put in your own money. Do yeah, something like don't that. Don't complain about um, it. Totally. I, I can kind of agree with you. I think, I mean, without getting too crazy on it, I do think, and I think my generation is guilty of this too, we expect things that we haven't necessarily worked for. Right. Um, and, right. And my wake-up call was after law school, I was out of work for close to a year i had a bunch of temporary positions but it was you know i expected to apply for a job and and them give it to me just because i had graduated 
No, you've got to pound the pavement. You've got to show people why you deserve the opportunity. Right. Uh, so I absolutely can agree, and I think Don't Be a Bitch is a great mantra or motto. And actually, Ronda Rousey has a very similar motto. Hers is Don't Be a Do-Nothing Bitch. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. No. So, and Rousey's awesome. I love Rousey. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> um, and finally, what gets you up in the morning? What really drives you to wake up and tackle the new day? Doing something I love, man. Like, it sounds so corny. And, like, maybe it is, but I wake up at 5 o'clock every morning, and I <laughs> it has to be in a week, and I'll say, for the last week I've been running every morning. And I take the light rail to, to, to work, or I mean, to, to, I guess it's work, to work every day. And I get to work on, I one, I get to work for myself. Two, I get to change, I get to impact the world. And three, like, I get to work for myself. <laughs> like, That's awesome. It's like, granted, like, like, I do have a job. I do have a part time job that will turn into a full time job upon graduation. But like, I like that too. But I don't, I don't live for that. I like, like, that's, I like that. I enjoy doing what I'm doing with that. But what gets me up in the morning is the fact that I can do whatever I want, uh, to, with my startup and also what gets me what wakes me up is i know that what i'm doing is worth something because people have told me like angel investors have told me potential clients have told me like i'm not just building something to build it uh we're doing something pretty pretty special and and i wake up in the morning because i want to keep building it that's awesome that's excellent that's a good reason to get up man yeah because there is a person out there that schmooze and fusion is going to change their life. And without you getting up each and every day, they're not going to get that opportunity. Right. 100%. And I think that I think that's a great reason to get up. Yeah, no, I like that a lot. All right. Now real quick, just to get into a little bit of current events, what did you do to work out nerd out this week? So I actually took a took a big break from Blab, uh, almost a month. I, I get sick of some of the people on there uh, when talk, all, just talking about social media all the time, so I have to take breaks all, uh, every so often. But started to come back to it, and I've seen my friends, and and I miss them, and chatting up with them, and then kind of catching up on what's going on in the Blabosphere. So that is uh, that's what I did this week, and also, um, yeah, I mean, I was pretty proud. I stood for the whole workday yesterday, which is pretty. I'm pretty excited about it. Like eight hours was, and then I, and then I wrote, I, well, more than the whole workday because I stood on the light rail there and light rail back. So probably in nine hours I stood yesterday. So I'm pretty, That's that, like, yeah, thank you. Like it's definitely not working out, but it, it, it's not, it's like, it's not super easy. <laughs> standing, I think if you talk to anybody, standing for nine hours can be just as exhausting as an hour, hour and a half in the gym. Right. So I think, I think you're good there. Give yourself a little bit of slack. On that <laughs> one. Okay. Um, my workout nerd out was I, I did hit the gym on Sunday and it was the first time in a really long time that I really felt like I left it all at the gym. Like I really went all out. So that was a great, great feeling. And then my nerd out was I am currently catching up in Doctor Who and Torchwood. And so I'm almost all the way through Torchwood Miracle Day, which is the, uh, last season of Torchwood. Uh, and I'm just kind of geeking out about that right now. <laughs> awesome. So, all right. Now, bringing us to Schmooze. 
Schmooze. Tell me about Schmooze. All right. So Schmooze, uh, the goal and, and what we do is, is super simple, actually. We connect like-minded people at events uh, or at apartment complexes or at online communities. So I guess what I could say is we connect like-minded people together in any context. Uh, I mean, like, I'll, I'll, give some, I'll give some more context to that. So it's uh, the reason that we created Schmooze is that uh, is we wanted to solve a problem, right? Like if you're creating a product or a software, it has to solve someone's problem. So a problem that I have is I, I go to networking events all the time. And I want to meet some like-minded people. And the example I always give is is uh, when I went to CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, this past year. And I just wanted to talk about apps and startups. And out of the 150,000 people there, I don't know, maybe a 1,000 of them wanted to talk about apps and startups. And they were pretty hard to find. Like I had a lot of conversations that I did not thoroughly enjoy. But more importantly, I had a lot of conversations that led to nothing. And that's wasted time. That's anti-life hacking. So that's the problem. The, the the model of networking is broken. So we decided to we decided to fix it with Schmooze. And so Schmooze is kind of a way where to let's say you're putting on an event, people register through Schmooze. We ask them certain questions that triggers our algorithm. Then once they answer those questions, uh, we like the, some of the questions are. This is who I'm looking to talk to. I'm into this. This is what I do. This is the company I work for. This is the type of personality I have. Like a few questions like that. Then once we have that data, we plug it into our little algorithm and it spits out 10 people going to that event that you're going to want to talk to. So in a nutshell, that's what Schmooze is. That's excellent. I know, Thank you. I know, especially with um, Dumbbells and Dragons, is meeting people is great. And my my net is a little bit wider than apps and startups because I personally think everybody has a fitness level even if they don't love their fitness level. Right. And I think everybody has a nerd passion. And by nerd passion, I mean something that they're passionate about. You can nerd out about schmooze. You can nerd out about startups and apps. You can nerd out about video games and you can nerd out about the gym and learn all you can about the gym so things like that and so meeting people at these different events that I've gone to sometimes it's more difficult than I would than I would like so right. having it's, it always is <laughs> yeah having a program like schmooze would definitely be helpful for that yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely like as we explain it to to more and more people, they're like, wait a second, that actually it's actually a good idea. I don't hear a lot of those anymore, and and it is. I mean, I'm surprised that it hasn't been created yet. Like, it's very simple. Like at, at the core, the very 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 core of Schmooze is simply, what help do you need, and what help are you willing to give. And then we match you all with people who can help each other out at events. Yes, it's much more advanced than that, but what it comes down to is we're simply like. We're just a matchmaker at events or a matchmaker in communities. So it's uh it's definitely useful software. And I'll be honest, like even by the like by the time if you're listening right now, like uh, who knows where Schmooze is gonna be, but we're we're <laughs> we're accelerating uh and, and we're getting interest. Uh, so it's pretty it's pretty exciting and I don't know and I'm pretty sure there's not actually software like this out there yet. So I think we're I think we're in the beginning of something extremely uh special. So it's exciting. That's excellent, and I really like what you're 
what you said about what help do you need and what help are you willing to give, which I, I think is huge for business and personal today. It's not just about, okay, what can you do for me? But what can we do for each other? How can we have a mutually beneficial conversation? Yeah. That, that, ex- that's, that's the key. Exactly. One of the things that I noticed when I lived back east, it was very predicated on what can you do for me? <laughs> yeah. And breaking down those barriers. I'm not saying everyone in the back east, back east is like that. I'm just saying it was my experience that the people I interacted with were very, what can you do for me lately? And I think breaking down those barriers and being like, okay, it's not just what I can do for you. It's what we can do. What can we build together? What can we do? What can we accomplish together? Right. Exactly. Like, and it's, it's another aspect of, of, I mean, we've thought really deeply about about this concept, although it's very easy. Like, it, it's a very easy thing to think of. Like, I, I do not take credit for thinking of this. Of this, I mean, I, th- I thought of the idea, but like, it's not genius. It's very practical. It's very. I'm surprised it hasn't already been done. But like, what it comes down to is, I like the word mutually beneficial because because I, let's say, you know, what, we'll use this as an example. Like this right now, this interaction. So this is mutually beneficial because. You have to, you have to fill up for your podcast. You need to get great guests on and give your listeners a lot of value. And that's why you're bringing me on so I can give them that value and give you that content. Then what I get out of it is I get to be on a podcast, which is pretty freaking, which is pretty freaking cool. Like that's like, I'm not looking, like, like I'm not looking to sell you on anything. You're not looking to sell me on anything. I'm not looking to partner with you. Like we're, we, but it's mutually beneficial. So whatever, I think it's key to find out what everyone what someone wants out of an event and then cater to that like mutually like the word mutually beneficial actually there's a lot of theory behind it uh by a theory that i just kind of thought of but it's it's you have to identify what someone wants whether that's a customer whether that's a partner whether that's money whether that's funding whether that's employee and then figure that out from there so it's pretty it's pretty in depth even though it's a pretty simple concept yeah absolutely and where are you guys in production right now do you know um, yeah. So by the time you guys are listening to this, so I mean, yeah, right now our, our website is live, uh, meaning, uh, no, yeah, so it's live. If you go to schmooze.io, I'll spell it out for you because it's not the normal spelling. It's S-C-H-M-O-O-Z dot I-O. You will definitely see something there. If if we get on our, if we really are grinding out, you'll see the software already up on there. And the first thing you'll see, I mean, you'll see when you go there, or you're just going to see a normal website. Hey, this is our futures and whatnot. But we are actively testing events right now, and we're fully functional. Our algorithm is sound, and we are good to go. So we are live. We're just transitioning to make our website integrated with our software. So. Yeah, we're live, man. It's pretty exciting. That's awesome. Congrats. That's excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's very it's very fun. Now, before we move into the outro, is there anything else you wanted to add about Schmooze or Fusion? Yeah. So just one thing. If you are listening and you're intrigued in, in Schmooze at all, want to learn more about it, if you if you're an event organizer or you even just have a community that think would that you think would benefit 
from something like Schmooze, let me know. Uh, you can. I, I think later I'm gonna give you. Uh, like I'll tell you where you can reach me. But I guess I'll just tell you now. If you just tweet me at Matt underscore Sherman, uh, or send me an email at Matt at Schmooze dot dot com. Uh, let me know because we'd love to try it at your event. And like because you're a listener of Dumbbells and Dragons, we can totally do your first event for free. So just yeah, let me know. That's awesome. Thanks, man. And I know all of our event planners out there will definitely take advantage of that. Come on, people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's 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 pretty much it. Let me know if you have any questions regarding regarding the schmooze. All right. Now, do you have a go-to nerd or fitness app that helps you? either fulfill your goals or stay connected to uh, nerd population, fitness population, anything like that? So I would say I do. It's not necess- it's not really a fitness app. It's more of something that just saves my life. It's called uh, – it's, it's more of a business app to be honest. But it's called Bitly and it's this little plugin that I have in my Google Chrome and it, it makes – if I choose it, if I choose, it makes any lawn link short, and I can customize it, which seems pretty pretty basic, but it's actually uh, really 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 helpful, and I use it every day, and it's it's just it's really it's really Excellent. crucial to be honest. Yeah. So bitly, b i t l y. So yeah, if if you just search that in Google, it'll come up. But if you want to search, type it right into your address bar. It's b i t dot l y. So it's like bit dot ly. Okay. You already gave us your Twitter, which was at Matt underscore Sherman, and your email, which is Matt at schmooze.io. Is and just there... a reminder, Matt, uh, Matt with one T and schmooze with no E. <laughs> okay, excellent. And is there anywhere else people can connect with you? Yeah, so I would say the, the, the channel, the networks I'm on right now pretty actively are Twitter, Instagram, Anchor, which is kind of new, and Facebook, if you just search my name. So that, that's me. But then if you want to see what Schmooze is up to, definitely check out our website, schmooze.io. And we're also on Twitter and Instagram at schmoozehq, HQ standing for headquarters. So yeah, that, that's where you can reach me or stay updated with Schmooze. Excellent. And absolutely lastly, what parting advice do you have for everyone out there listening to the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast? I'm gonna take a note out of Nike's playbook and say just do it. Uh, <laughs> it it's it, this is this. If I had a second mantra, I so this would be my mantra if Nike Nike didn't already take it. <laughs> I uh, I I do then I think um, it screws me over a lot of the time. But the opportunities that I don't miss because of it, and the opportunities that give me certain things, are well worth the the times that it screws me over. So if you're thinking about doing it, if you're tr- if you want to try something but don't have the guts to, or it t- costs a lot of money or whatever it is. Just do it and then think about it later because if you think about it, that's wasted time. That's anti-life hacking, that anti-life design or lifestyle design. And if you do it and if you like it, you're going to do it again. And if you don't, you're just not going to do it again. Then you learn. So just do it, man. Like just do it. Don't don't wait. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, definitely, definitely a good motto for everyone out there. If you want to do something, just do it. Groovy. All right. And as always, you can currently find us at dumbbellsanddragons.com. If you'd like to contact me, Kenny, personally, you can send me an email at ken at dumbbellsanddragons.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at dumbbellsanddragons. You can follow us on Twitter, Snapchat, and Tumblr at dumbbellsdragon. That's all for today, guys. Once again, as always, work out, nerd out.
As always, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. Send me an email at ken at dumbbellsanddragons.com. Connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at dumbbellsanddragons. Connect with us on Twitter at dumbbellsdragon. Also, our theme song, Roll a D6 by Assorted Intricacies, can be found on iTunes, or you can listen to it on YouTube now.